So I wanted to share with you today, what was left? I want to share with you today some observations I've made, and I've told you about this, but now I want to show you, because I've had some people who have said to me that they can't believe what I'm telling them, so I want to show you. So I'm not going to show you the, or read the name of this insurance company on this document, because this will be podcast, but you can see that this is an insurance company. It's a valid major insurance company, right? Chiropractic manipulation in asymptomatic persons or in persons without an identified clinical condition is considered not medical necessary. Manipulation is considered experimental investigational when it's rendered for non-musculoskeletal conditions, i.e. attention deficit disorder, dysmenorrhea, epilepsy, and gastrointestinal disorders, not an all-inclusive list, because its effectiveness for these indications is unproven. Manipulations of infants is considered experimental investigation for non-musculoskeletal indications, i.e. infants with constipation. Uh, certain techniques are considered an experimental investigational. I'll just read you a few. Cranial manipulation, manipulation for infant colic, network technique, neuroorganizational technique, neuroemotional technique, sacral occipital technique, using spinal adjusting devices like the pro-adjuster or the activator, therapeutic wobble chair, cranial sacral technique, Webster technique for breech babies. All right, so I'm not kidding around. When I talk about this and I say that the insurance companies don't want us to do chiropractic, I'm not kidding around. This insurance company does not want us to do chiropractic. They want us to do medical manipulation. I'm not doing it. Now what they want us to do is neuromusculoskeletal conditions commonly treated by chiropractic physicians include contractures, degenerative conditions of the joints, fibrosis, headaches, myalgia, myobro, myofibrositis, neuralgias, non-infectious inflammatory disorders of the joints, muscles, and ligaments, osteoarthritis, peripheral joint trauma, radiculopathies, repetitive motion injuries, spinal facet syndrome, spinal anesthesia, spinal lysis, sprains and strains. <sighs> now that's, that's what a lot of chiropractors do, but that's not what chiropractic is. Right, a new patient came yesterday morning and I'm telling her what chiropractic is, is we are nerve system doctors. We are trying to get your nerve system working as close to 100% as we can. That goes for you and your baby. Right? This is not about, like she said to me, but, you know, I've been to chiropractors before and every chiropractor has told me what? What has every chiropractor told them before they came to my office? They take care of what? Back pain and neck pain. So I, so I said to her, well, why do you think that we're so good at back pain and neck pain? And what was her answer? This is an obvious, this is like a third grade answer. Why are we so good at taking care of people with neck pain and back pain? Because I touch your back. That's what she said. Well, because you're touching me right there. Yeah, so if I'm touching your neck, it makes sense I take care of neck pain. If I touch you over here, it makes sense I take care of your back pain, right? Does that make sense? Right? That's the, you don't have to go far from that to say, all right, he's putting his hands there, and that area feels better, therefore he takes care of my back. Right? That's pretty easy. Right? But this, to, talk, to talk to someone and say, when your kid comes in here with these kind of cranial distortions, when your kid comes in here with colic or reflux, when your child comes in here with autism, when you're coming in here with some other kind of issue that is not a musculoskeletal issue, it takes someone who really knows how to talk to talk to talk it. Because otherwise, it doesn't make any sense. 
because then you'll still say, wait, how are you going to help with this? And you'll, and you'll be like, they say, well, I can get the back pain thing because you touched my back, but I don't get anything else. And that's because we pigeonholed ourselves, right? We told everybody we are back pain fixer-uppers, right? Think about the seven danger signals. You know, when I was first in chiropractic, everybody had a Yellow Pages ad and everybody had these electric light, you know, uh, like, uh, lightning bolts going to their back and their neck, and we take care of the seven danger signals. Do you have back pain, neck pain, whiplash, headache? <laughs> right? But it's, it, this is, so if, if, if someone wants me to be part of this particular insurance thing, manipulation is, is deemed experimental investigational when it is rendered for the non-musculoskeletal conditions because the effectiveness of chiropractic manipulation for this indication has not been proven by adequate scientific studies published in peer-reviewed scientific journals. Really? So how many like gazillions of case studies do we need to have, right? Well, it's not a randomized controlled trial, right? Uh, well, is, is randomized controlled trial the thing? Well, it's, according to them, it's the thing. But can, can that really be done on everybody with everything? What are you going to do? You're going to some people come and get adjusted and tell some people not to get adjusted, and then, then you're going to determine what's going on? How, how ethical is that? Right? The, has there any, been any random controlled trial on, on vaccinations? No. Why? Because it's unethical, right? You can't say, well, uh, I'll tell everybody you're vaccinated, this whole group, we're going to vaccinate all of you, and then some people we're going to vaccinate, and some people we're going to give a placebo, and then we'll see what happens. Have they done that? No. Because uh, in certain particular cases, it's kind of unethical to do a, that kind of randomized control trial. So for them to tell me that what we do is not been published in peer-reviewed journals, well, yeah, maybe some of my stuff isn't in Science Magazine and Nature and, J and, and JAMA and, you know, New England Journal of Medicine, that kind of stuff. <clears throat> but I showed you what was in the major medical journals. Is chiropractic is just as effective as nothing, right? So why we have that big list of all the musculoskeletal things? Because they're saying, well, you can take those crumbs. You can take those crumbs. We'll take all the other important stuff. So next page. There is insufficient evidence to validate the clinical validity of activated methods chiropractic technique method of length analysis. In addition, there's insufficient evidence that the use of active results and benefits are equivalent to the more studied methods of manual chiropractic manipulation. Really, activator is the second most researched technique on the planet next to CBP. And I, so you're telling me that all those things are not valid, right? <clears throat> I can't, I mean, who, who is writing this document? Who is doing the research? Are these, the, it wouldn't, be, wouldn't surprise me, <clears throat> wouldn't surprise me that it was a chiropractor writing this document. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Because a lot of times when I get refused by, when I, when I used to be very heavily involved with the insurance companies, who would be the people writing the refusals? It wasn't a medical doctor, it was a chiropractor, saying insufficient evidence and experimental investigational, all that kind of stuff. The statistical analysis used in this study for activator was inappropriate to answer the key questions about the effectiveness of activator compared to manual therapy in that the study used a superiority design rather than a more stringent non-inferiority design, whatever the hell that means. Right? Where are they getting this kind of stuff? All right, let's talk about Webster technique. Only version 
<coughs> with an experienced practitioner has been documented to have a greater than 50% success rate at 37 weeks. In 97% of the cases, the head stays down. Furthermore, an up-to-date review on the overview of breach presentation does not mention the use of the chiropractic or Webster technique. So because somebody does an overview study and doesn't mention Webster, that is not real. Really? I can name you some other things that people like don't have any scientific studies and we believe are real. I have a real problem with this kind of stuff. I have a real problem with this kind of stuff. So people, new patients ask us all the time, why aren't you in my plan? And this is what I tell them. Because they don't let me do what I want to do. Right? And a lot of people, when I first graduated in the 80s, uh, you know, the 80s, that was like insurance heyday. Right? So when I first graduated, I, I could write insurance, you know, something on insurance, fold it as a paper airplane, chuck it, and get paid 100%. I'm telling you, it was crazy when it first came. And what it was, what happened during that time, during the, the 70s and 80s, the insurance heydays, as they call it, is that every chiropractor got paid for everything, and then there were some chiropractors, just like there are in any profession, there are some chiropractors who said, well, let's push the envelope. Instead of charging $20 adjustment, let's charge 50, let's charge 100, let's charge 200, let's charge 500. Let's see what they do. And in the beginning, the insurance company pay whatever. They would pay 100% of whatever, or 90% of whatever. And then finally, after like 10 years of that, the insurance company said, wait a second. You know, we're seeing some crazy overutilization going on here and some crazy differences in payments and stuff. So we're going to start pulling back, right? And that was Hillary Clinton, by the way. Hillary Clinton in the mid-90s, who's the one who decided to come up with, let's look at this thing called HMOs. Let's look at this thing called PPOs. That, that was her thought process back in the 1990s and the people that worked with her when her husband was president. So we look at this kind of stuff and then we wonder why it is that we are where we are right now. And I'm telling you, there's no wonder. We put ourselves there, right? We put ourselves there. Out of greed and avarice, we put ourselves there. So how are we going to get out of this kind of stuff, right? Is we're not going to play their game, right? So the most successful chiropractors that I know, all of us, either take zero insurance or take very little insurance. The most successful chiropractors I know. Because I don't want to play and we don't want to play that game. Because how could I play this game? How could I play the game where it says activator? So what would I do? I'm an activated chiropractor. What would I do? Right? What would I do? I take care of pregnant women. I take care of babies. I do Webster technique like 10 times a day. What would I do? I'd have to do, see, what they're saying here is we want you to be this kind of chiropractor, right? We want you to do these sorts of things. But did I go to school for them to tell me what to do? I know about you. I don't like anybody telling me what to do. Right? That's why I became a chiropractor, because I like being an individual. I like being different. I like being unique. I like offering something special. That's why my office looks different than most offices. People walk in my office like, whoa, it doesn't look like a typical office. It doesn't have like a waiting area with a window that slides like this and, and then adjustments rooms in the back. I like having an open adjusting area. I like having my CA in that open adjusting area so I could talk to her and we can communicate back and forth without me having to pick up a phone or run out in the hall. I like that kind of stuff. And yes, it's different, right? But let me tell you something, if you got to this quarter, you're already different, right? Because you, got, you decide to become a chiropractor, it already makes you different. 
and you decided to come to Life University because you didn't come to Life University if you wanted to be the same as everybody else. You came because Life University is different. Right, so embrace that difference. And don't let people tell you that you have to be an insurance doctor. That's a choice. You can choose to be an insurance doctor if you want to be. People say, well, the main reason why you should be an insurance doctor is so that you can get on the list and then they can send you patients. I don't want the patients that they send me. I was on the list when I was in New Jersey. I practiced there for 12 years. I was on the list for 12 years. I don't want those patients. I want the patients who come to me and say, I want care forever. I want to make sure. I, I've been, I, was, I moved, this lady yesterday, I moved from, where was it, Indiana or something, and I used to go to this one chiropractor, and, and I just want care. I just want to get adjusted. I want my kid to get adjusted. That's the kind of patient I want. Or if they never been to a chiropractor, I want to be able to teach them what chiropractic is. From the get-go, from the first day, I want to teach them what chiropractic is, what it isn't, so that they understand. Right? That's the whole point of what we're doing. It's not to have someone from an insurance company tell me how, well, if you, you, so how would I take care of a pregnant woman? What would you do? If she came in and she had some kind of challenges with a baby malposition, what would you do? Oh, sorry, I can't do that. What would you do if a, if a baby came in with colic? Oh, can't touch that. Can't touch that. ADHD, oh, out of my office. Get, get before they find out you're even in here. Right? What am I, I'm, I'm not going to practice afraid. You see, because if I was in this plan here and I did those things, then what would I be? I'd be afraid that someone would find out. And I could say, well, but I'm not billing that insurance for that particular thing that I do. So I won't bill Webster or I won't bill for, for you know, this, I, that particular patient. Well, yeah, but if they come in and they investigate and they say, hey, you're seeing these kind of patients. We told you, you can't see those patients. You can make up this story and say, well, but I'm, they're not under your insurance company. Well, that doesn't matter. We told you you can't see those patients. You can't split things around. You can't make, pretend, well, that's those people, and then we have these people. That doesn't work. That doesn't fly. It's unethical. Right? So bottom line, you're either all in or you're all out. And neither one is wrong or bad, so there's no judgment. But you're either all in or all out. My question to you is which one do you want to be? Right? So that's what BJ was talking about with this kind of thing here. We talked about that, that yellow line, right? It's that yellow line we've been talking about this whole quarter. What side are you on? Right? You want to be on the medical side? Go ahead, be on the medical side. You want to be on the chiropractic side? Then be on the chiropractic side. But choose a side. Right? Choose a side. Which side are you on?